Hello, everybody. This is Gerald Salenti, and it's Wednesday, February 15th, 2023. So happy day after Valentine's Day. And we have with us, he's still got his red Valentine's heart on there, uh, Judge Andrew Napolitano, a man of wisdom, insights, observations, truth, intelligence, and the American spirit of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights that no one I know knows better than him. Judge, thanks for being here today. Oh, thank you, Gerald. Thank you for your very generous uh, introduction, as always. Well, it's the truth. And uh, it's so important right now. It's just I'm heartbroken about how I keep seeing how they keep robbing us of our freedom and uh, these, these crazy people in power. That This isn't the America that our founding fathers envisioned by a long shot. They must be turning in their grave. And one of the founding fathers uh, that nobody talks about anymore, but they named the place after him called Washington. And uh, he was against foreign entanglements. His farewell address, George Washington, a real man that fought, not like these little boys that couldn't fight their way out of a paper bag, the former first president of the United States, warns the American people not to get involved in any foreign entanglements, particularly in Europe, because this has been going on for centuries between these people, and it's yes. not our business. But as you write in your column that's going out tomorrow, war and indifference, it is our business of the dictators that are running our country. And you say, which is more destructive to personal liberty? a government that engages in secret acts of war or a public and news media that is indifferent to it. In the current American toxic stew of anti-Russian hatred and beating the drums of war, in President Joe Biden's America, we have both. We do have both. We, we have, uh, thanks to the great Cy Hirsch, uh, investigative reporter of Milai Massacre, Watergate, CIA spying, American torture, Pulitzer Prize fame. He exposed in a huge embarrassment to the government and to the mainstream media the fact that the Nord Stream uh, pipeline built by private enterprise from Russia and Germany to deliver cheap natural gas to utilities in Germany, so cheap that they could resell it to utilities in Northern Europe, that that pipeline was blown up in a $10 billion assault, that's the damage that was done, uh, ordered by Joe Biden, conducted by the CIA uh, and the United States Navy. And the American media and the American public are indifferent to it. It's like ho-hum. Fox News, my former employer and my former colleagues and my friends, are actually trying to disprove it. The New York Times and the Wall Street Journal and the Washington Post are totally ignoring it. This is an act of war against an ally, Germany, and against a putative, but we never fought a war against them, adversary, Russia. This is the use of the president's private army, the CIA. And for the first, which every president since Truman has used the private army to kill somebody, to destroy something. But Joe Biden is the first to do it against uh, an ally. So it's not only an act of war, it's a war crime. It's the destruction of not the targeting 
of non-military assets by military means where there's no lawful military purpose uh, to this. This is to harm the Russian economy and to keep the Germans in line so that they will enforce the sanctions that Joe Biden wants and they will send the tanks to Ukraine that Joe Biden wants. And did you hear a peep out of Chancellor Scholz or anybody in Germany? Nothing. You know, I followed this, of course, you know, when they blew it up. And then the Swedes came out with a uh, report that it was blown up. And they refused to, this is going back a number of months ago. They refused to provide additional details. They said that. They They refused to provide additional details. So in other words, they knew who did it. And what people don't realize, again, they know all about, you know, the Super Bowl and all of that stuff that just happened. The Grammys, you know, the the World Cup. They don't have any idea of what really goes on or what happens. But going back to the Nord Stream pipeline, when they blew up the Crimea bridge and the Nord Stream pipeline, that's when Putin escalated the Ukraine war. He warned before it happened that if there were attacks on Russian soil, Russian properties, this would be escalated. And here we are. Well, Putin, Putin is the only one who told the truth on this. When the pipeline blew, Joe Biden, Tony Blinken, Victoria Nuland, the deputy secretary of state in charge of this uh, nonsense, all blamed it on Russia. Putin said, what are you crazy? Why would we blow up our own asset? The Americans did it. And as far as the Crimean bridge was was concerned, the British did it. And according to Scott Ritter and Colonel McGregor, Putin was correct on both counts. Well, we now know from Cy Chase he was correct on who blew up Nord Stream. Uh, and, and we know from physical evidence that they found there that MI6, the, the British uh, intelligence services, secret army that the prime minister of Britain has, just like the U.S. president has his secret CIA army, uh, that they blew it up. So Putin's been telling the truth all along. And when Putin says, you cross the line, we're going to come after you, we cross the line. And you're right, he accelerated uh, military activities uh, in Ukraine. And Joe Biden is crazy enough. He's crazy to spend 50 billion of the 100 billion Congress gave him. But he's crazier, in my view, to engage in an act of war on civilian assets uh, and to provoke Putin. You have been saying this since day one. I'm going to quote the great Gerald Salenti. Quote, when all else fails, they bring it to war. Close quote. But you have been saying that Joe Biden wants war because his stewardship of the executive branch of the federal government is so miserable, just like balloons in the sky, they want to take our eyes off the ball. Joe wants our eyes off of this terrible domestic stewardship to rally around him in support of war. I don't think he's going to get the support that he needs. You're going to address a million people on, on Sunday who are basically going to say to the president, no more war. No more war. We've been through this before. It didn't work. Vietnam was a disaster and a criminal act. Don't do it again. But again, you mentioned about how the media also is is uh, part of this in your article. Yes. And, um, and, and it's so true. 
The press. I think Chase embarrassed the media. Cy Chase embarrassed the media by by doing an A plus 2.0 job of investigative reporting that somebody from the New York Times or or the Washington Post or the Wall Street Journal or Fox or NBC or CBS or ABC should have done, but they didn't because they're all pro-war. Yeah, you you write over here that um, the press is the eyes and ears of the public, but if the press is coward or is in bed with the government, who will expose the government when it fights secret wars? Where are the members of Congress? Where is the public outrage? End quote. That's what you just wrote. So you know what I call the press. I call them prestitutes. They're <laughs> media wars. You said they're in bed with the government. They put out for their corporate pimps and their government whoremasters. That's all they are. And you go back to every war that in our lifetime, and remember the main before our lifetime, brought to you by the Hearst Organization, the media has been totally pro-war and bans anyone speaking of peace. You're not allowed on any of the media to talk about peace. So I think we should expand with deference and respect to President Eisenhower, the phrase military industrial complex to include military industrial banking and media complex. They're all together in this. They're financed by the banks, fake money uh, from uh, the Federal Reserve. The media uh, beats the drums. The, the industrial aspect builds the equipment and the military kills uh, and destroys. And the four of them and their acolytes and their uh, investors are happy. And speaking of America's perception of the media, this is just out. Half of Americans in a recent survey, this is a Gallup poll, indicated they believe national news organizations intend to mislead, misinform, or persuade the public to adopt a particular point of view through their reporting. The survey released Wednesday, today, by Gallup and the Knight Foundation goes beyond others that have shown a low level of trust in the media to the startling point where many believe there is an intent to deceive. Well, they, they have their uh, finger on it. And, and if, uh, if old Joe <clears throat> thinks that there's support for war, whether it's against Taiwan, you know, they're, they're, they're beating the drum for hatred and fear of China over a balloon or, or Ukraine, he better pay attention to you and our colleagues Sunday afternoon in Washington, D.C., five minutes from where he lives, where he'll see hundreds of thousands of very determined uh, people who will say with one voice, no more war. Yep. Rageagainstthewar.com, rageagainstthewar.com, rageagainstthewar.com. You know, Judge, I, a friend of mine emailed me and said, you know, Gerald, I hope a lot of people turn out, but, you know, people don't listen. And I wrote back to him. I said, yeah, I said, you're right. People don't listen. I said, but how about the people that do listen? What are they doing? What are the people that are listening? What are they doing? What are the people that know what's going on? What are they doing? That to me is the important thing. 
Just don't tell me you know about what's going on and you're not doing anything. The people that don't listen, forget about them. That's not why waste your time with that. But how about the people that are listening? So everybody that's listening, please do what you can to support RageAgainstWar.com. I wonder if the media will be there on Sunday. I mean, you you have run, and I've been privileged to be one of the speakers at these smaller versions of this in a beautiful garden on your property, five minutes from where you're now uh, seated. And no media at all. None. No matter what you say, no matter what Scott Ritter or Phil Giraldi or I say, no media at all. But I wonder if the media will come uh, on Sunday so that Joe and his people might, might have some second thoughts when they hear the rationality of the arguments and the passion of the crowd. No, they won't have second thoughts. You know, what has to happen is that it just can't be one rally. It has to continue. And I'll give you a good example of it. How the Berlin Wall come down? People came, they didn't leave. People came, they didn't leave. People came, they didn't leave. You don't go and then go home. And now there's something else very important, and it's one of our top trends for 2023, Middle East meltdown. And it's melting down. What's going on in Israel right now, talking about people taking to the streets, this past week, over 100,000 people took to the streets in Jerusalem. 41% of the Israelis are opposed to the judicial reform in the extreme right-wing government under Netanyahu. We've put links on there from people, Jewish people in the United States talking about this as well. There's basically a civil war going on. Yes. People know that if this, if this continues, it's, it's, it's held in, in Israel. So going back to what I say, when all else fails, they take you to war. I'm saying Netanyahu is going to get the people's minds off the, the troubles that they're in right now. And there's going to be a conflict against Israel and Iran. And if this breaks out, if there's military conflict between Israel and Iran, you're going to see oil prices skyrocket to above $130 a barrel. Wow. That's going to crash the global economy, crash the equity markets, and escalate World War III. It's already going on with Ukraine, and now we'll move it into the Middle East. Can I just for a second explain what Netanyahu is trying to do? Yes, please. So, so the, the uh, Israeli parliament is called the Knesset, and Netanyahu's coalition has 64 of 120 votes. So the vote is a, as a unit. It's not like the American uh, Congress where some Republicans vote with Democrats and, and vice versa. Netanyahu's coalition has offered legislation that would allow the Knesset to overrule the Supreme Court. I mean, could you imagine that here? That would eviscerate the concept of an independent judiciary. It would eviscerate the concept of, uh, of civil liberties. And it would also assure that Bibi himself, who's on trial for corruption, cannot be convicted. And the, the, the Jewish people, the public, sees right through it. And Benny Gantz, a former minister of defense and chief of the Israeli defense forces, a four-star Israeli general embraced by both the liberals and the traditionalists in uh, Jewish politics has said, we are just what you said, Gerald, 
we are on the verge of civil war. Yeah. And so, so again, you have to put the trends together on this and bring it all together. If this continues and, and the United States government is totally supporting them. And also they're stealing more Palestinian land and a thing called settlements. You know, some you're stealing the land you're illegally occupying since the 1967 war. It's against it's, you're breaking international law. Correct. Correct. It's against even, the Geneva Conventions. Even even though you and I are hardly fans of Tony Blinken, he told that to Prime Minister Netanyahu to his face. And what did Netanyahu do the week after he told him that? Authorized more settlements and sent the Israeli military there to protect the contractors while they expand and build the settlements. The settlements are are ugly, but but useful cinder block buildings with streets and roads. They become towns. I mean, this would be like us doing it, you know, north of North Dakota, just taking over a portion of Canada and extending North Dakota north. It would be the moral equivalent of that. In fact, it's even worse because we're friendlier with the Canadians than the Jewish people are with the Palestinians. And it's profoundly a violation of international war. And the American public will slap Bibi on the wrist by saying it to him, but nobody will stop him. No. And and they're stealing, what, $3.8 billion of our money every year to give it to Israel for their military. Brought to you by the Nobel Peace of Crap Prize winner, Barack Obama. This is, so what I'm saying is, when you look, when we talked before about the Ukraine war, and now we have to look what's going on in the Middle East. This is really serious. So people, everybody listening, please do what you can to support peace. United we stand, divided we fall. Divided we die. Because these are, these are evil, demonic people that are running and ruining our lives in a country near you. It's not only the United States. You know, every German that I know, and, you know, I was, when I was, we opened the magazine up there in, in 2012, and I was in Berlin, you know, the story why I bought the, the buildings when I came back, how did, why didn't the Germans stop this before Berlin was destroyed? You're losing the war. Anyway, every German I know, people my age and older, when I ask them about, hey, what'd your father say about the war? What'd your uncle, what no, they didn't want to talk about it. They wouldn't talk about World War II. They were so embarrassed. They were so embarrassed to have been destroyed and killed so many people. And now Putin is saying Germany's at war with us again. They're providing tanks. They're providing weapons. The Germans killed what? Some 25 million Russians? Russians. Yes. In Operation Barbarossa in World War II. And, and our, uh, JFK, John F. Kennedy's speech in June of 1963 to the students at American University, graduating mm -hmm. students, said how they would, how so he said over 20 million Russians were killed and their land was destroyed equal to from Chicago to the East Coast. Yes. And now the Germans, the as Putin's looking at it, they're fighting them again.
Yes. And to make this even more absurd, the United States attacks uh, Germany and the Germans just uh, turn the other cheek or hit me again harder. Yeah. So this, this is very serious. And the article you wrote is, is very important. And, and I just want to give you an example of the propaganda that's being spread. Why Ukraine should end war by political or physical assassination of Putin, political scientist says. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was written by Lindsey Graham. <laughs> this is on Yahoo News. It's one after another. Paranoid Putin only travels by special armored trains as he fears assassination. This is February 14th yesterday, the Daily Star. You ready? U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said he expects to see Ukraine conduct an offensive in the spring. Quote, what Ukraine wants to do at the first possible moment is to establish or create momentum and establish conditions on the battlefield that continue to be in its favor. No, it's a pipe they're dream. not in their favor. They're losing. Right? Yes. Oh, I know what I wanted to mention to you, and you can get a great clip of this. Uh, Secretary General Stoltenberg of NATO, in a very candid moment two days ago, said, you are using Ukraine many times more the ammunition than we're able to supply you. Not twice as much, not three times as much, but many times more. What does that mean? That means that they'll soon run out of it and we'll soon run out of it. And the only ones that will benefit are the defense industries who will be working 24-7 to produce it, and we can't produce it fast enough. They are shoveling against the tide in fighting the Russian army. And according to McGregor, <clears throat> there are between three and 500,000 Russian veterans, reservists, conscripts, amassing at the Russian border, ready to move into Ukraine and go as far east as they need to. And they will simply overwhelm the Ukraine army oh, yeah. and even their American instructors that are there with them. And that's the other, what you met American instructors. We have, we have boots on the ground, but they don't, but they, they won't call it that because they're not dressed in their uniforms. Correct. And, and I want to create Russia has lost strategically operationally one year after the invasion, says Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark, was it Milley? Miley? Millie. What is Millie. it? Milley. Milley Mouse said in Brussels on Tuesday, quote, Putin thought he could defeat Ukraine quickly, fracture the NATO alliance and act with impunity. He was wrong. Ukraine remains free. They remain independent. Free? They have air raid drills going on all over the country. They estimated 70% of their power and water infrastructure has been destroyed. They're losing ground. Russia controls over 20% more than they had before they began the war. And they keep putting out this propaganda that Russia is losing and Putin's on his way out. Well, you know, Milley, about four or five months ago, made a very candid statement that Ukraine defeat was inevitable, and he probably got taken to the woodshed yep. by, by Jake Sullivan or Ron Klain or one of the people around Biden. 
And now he's mouthing exactly uh, what the president uh, wants him to say. So, you know, the government succeeds by lying, cheating and stealing and killing. And you've just uh, pointed out some of the ways that the government succeeds by having otherwise credible people in full regalia uniform with enough medals on his chest to knock him over. I thought of you as soon as I saw that. Yeah, well, they saw the Boy Scouts. If you, if you wore that for Halloween, people would laugh at you. But yeah. This is the way he appeared before the international press to mouth what, what Biden's people want him to say. And, and you look at this guy, Miley, his eyes and his face, Maron. You know, what kind of drugs this cat's <laughs> You know, in, in closing up here, I just want to make this, this point over here because it's very important that you wrote about much of the military equipment has come not from America, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, uh, and some is so sophisticated, the equipment that American troops are on the ground in Ukraine, out of uniform, instructing upon and maintaining the equipment. That's Lloyd Austin, the uh, United States Secretary of Defense, has admitted that. Yes. And you mentioned about how the military-industrial complex is going to make a lot of money ramping up this war. What was his last job? Sitting on the board of directors of Raytheon, the second largest defense contractor in the United States. And some of the equipment requires American soldiers to target Russian troops and dispatch missiles at them. We are at war with Russia. We absolutely are. The president shouldn't permit this, but he wants it. But more importantly, and this is where Sunday comes in, the American people need to know it. Could you imagine if Russia was doing this as the United States was fighting the Iraq war? Wow. And, and training Iraqi troops, bringing Russian advisors into, into Iraq to shoot at Americans. Hey, maybe they would have got, uh, what's his name there? Uh, Lloyd Austin. He was a general over there, wasn't he? I wonder how many yes. people he killed in Iraq. You know, presidents kill because they can. And, and and most serious military veterans hate war. That's right. But I guess when you're a four-star general and made a couple of million a year sitting on the board of the second biggest defense contractor in the world, you love war. You want more of that. Yep. This is demonic. That type of human, that type of human being, in your view and mine, and I suspect in the views of nearly everybody watching us, should be disqualified from being head the head of the United States military. Well, you shouldn't even have a general as the as the uh, correct uh, right. I mean, according the job, to the, the job of the job of the military is to avoid war, not to look for it. And it was it was Trump that brought in that guy, uh, Mad Dog Mattis. Correct. Mad Dog Mattis. He loved killing people. He even said it. So we have to change this. So please, everybody, go to the website, rageagainstwar.com, rageagainstwar.com. This Sunday begins at 12.30 p.m. at the Lincoln Memorial. We're fighting for the American way, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And it's up to you to make it happen. Thank you, Judge, for everything that you do. And we'll see you next week. Thank you, Gerald. All the best.